I gave birth to my show in Thailand. I actually put it on stage. Wow, wow, that's amazing. First, <laughs> first black story in Thailand, the whole country. Wow. We've only Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to A Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. And in this episode, you'll be listening to Lacey, who has lived abroad in five different continents. That's right, five different continents. Lacey has been featured on many forms of media, such as BET, Essence Magazine, Clear Channel Radio, and many others. In this episode, she's going to take us through the different stops she has had all over the world. Trust me, there are many hope you keep track get a pencil and paper down <laughs> um and why she likes going from country to country why she views living abroad as being in a relationship with a country which i had a great time discussing and last but not least Lacey describes the struggles of saying goodbye to the wonderful places she's lived in hope you enjoy this is a living color abroad Right here we go, Lacey. Welcome to In Living Color Abroad. How you doing? Good. Thank you for having me, Angel. No, thank you for reaching out and and wanting mm-hmm. to be on the podcast. Once I read a little bit about your story, I'm like, okay, five continents. For those who are listening, obviously that's the title of the episode. Living on five continents. That's not the norm. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm excited to get into it. So please, Lacey, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Cool. Well, my name is Lacey C. Clark. I usually show the explanation point. Um, I'm a CEO of Sister Sanctuary, but I'm also a creative. And my aspiration to live around the world, I guess, started from my experience of just being a creative and wanting to have new, fresh experiences and wanting to constantly be stimulated and inspired to live as opposed to kind of finding the mundane. So um, I would say my travel expat want to live around the world bug started you know way way back when i was like a child wanting to just kind of see and explore and feel and experience a lot of good things mm, awesome so let i mean let's start right there you've been traveling and been living around for 25 years again also not usually the normal people are going abroad <laughs> you know people there for a few years so let, take me to the beginning what made you you know Kind of at what moment, I guess, did you foresee this life of travel and living abroad for yourself? When did that really happen? Well, um, so it's interesting because my mom says that when I was four, I would say to her, I can't wait till I turn five so I can go places by myself. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so it was interesting. I like, I said, but I really feel like she's like, yeah, you really said that. And I was like, wow, well, you know, I remember, I do remember feeling like a little child. Like, I don't like the feeling of being like, I have to go where other people want me to go. Like, I like the feeling of like, I want to go here. You know what I mean? And like, come on, you kind of go with me as opposed to me having to follow people. So I think you, one could say it started there. But in terms of being abroad, my first abroad experience was in Paris. I studied abroad. And um, it was my first passport stamp. <laughs> and that was in my, um, uh, when I was 19. And so I was with school. So I was actually supported, you know, with my school. I went to NYU. 
And uh, that was my first experience. I think that was the experience that really opened my world up. Well, one would even say that living in New York, I'm from Philadelphia, I'm from North Philadelphia, to be exact. And then I went to school at New York University. So I would say that New York kind of opened up the world to me. Because Philly, you know, even though it's a city, it's kind of small, you know, it's a small city. Well, at least the way I experienced it when I was growing up, right? right? And then when I went to New York University, then the world opened up because I was around so many diverse different people and, you know, and just all kind of like different experiences. And, you know, it just opened my whole world up. And then I went to study abroad in Paris. So I would say maybe New York City kind of gave me the openness to experience different cultures and different people and different you know sights and scenes and then going to paris was really like the 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 inlet to literally being abroad awesome i'll, I'll take the credit on new, on new york's behalf for uh <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> <laughs> no new york is that dope though it is I mean, sure. absolutely but, that, I mean, that, that's great and obviously i'm sure in your and you talking to other people that lived abroad and even through just my own little research, it's like, yeah, people that study abroad, that usually is what does it, right? Hence why these programs exist to begin with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's hey. a, yeah, it's a broaden people's, you know, horizons. But it's just so awesome. But again, it worked for you that you got sure. to experience that. And so now you said, like, it was studying abroad in, Fran- in France and Paris. What mm-hmm. about your experience there? What? Mm-hmm. Th- how did that solidify you want to keep doing that? Like, what occurred in Paris that is like, you know what? This is dope. Let me keep doing that. Well, it was so. First of all, you know, <clears throat> when you well, let me speak for myself. When you're raised in kind of a, I mean, Philly is not super small, but it has a, again a small town feel because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in your community, it's kind of like that's what sets the tone for what you think and what you feel is real and what you think is true, right? right? right. Until you go into another community or another experience and you see, oh, well, that's a different reality that I know of. So for me. Being in Paris, um, I saw things that just changed my whole perspective. So here's an example. So this is something silly, but it's real. It was like very real. So, you know, in Philly, like where I'm from, you know, if you're in someone's face and like there's like an um, exchange, like some kind of heated exchange, somebody's getting hit. And that's the same thing. <laughs> same thing in New York too, right? Same thing in New York. Like, yeah. you know, you can't get like, you know, was it five inches away somebody's face and start arguing. Like somebody's getting hit, right? But in Paris, it was different. And I was like, how is it possible people can argue five inches from someone's face, right, and not get hit? How is that possible? You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm talking about, like, every... Now, I'm not trying to make, you know, quote-unquote, and say, I want to say that France is not violent. What I'm saying right. is... What I'm saying is, that was, like, one epiphany mm. that, like, made me realize how different life was somewhere else because like if hands down you're going to get hit if you're five inches from someone's face you know arguing back and forth you know what I mean but there you can have all this aggression and anger and still not be hit I'm like how is that possible you know so that was (laughs) that was like one experience um two I would say you know I you know to me, even where I'm from and even New York had an aggressiveness to it. So there's a lot of aggression sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And in the States, in terms of how people handle them each other, how they handle themselves, it's just aggression, you know? Right. And I kind of saw how like that aggression didn't really exist in other places. Well, it must, it must stay in France right now. Right, right. And it was just like, um, hmm. The, the tone, the frequency, the energy was different. Mm-hmm. And that opened me up to saying, I like the experience of different energies or different, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I yes. love that experience because it's like, oh, I thought it was like this. 
it has to okay. stay in that posture. That's you know that New York posture, right, a certain right. posture. You know what I mean? I gotta stay in that posture forever. And there was no problem. I just adjusted to the posture. You know what I mean? But to realize that there are different ways to move in the world. All right. So um, you said something that really hit me. You said you want to experience different, right? And I feel like that's right. such a people like, well, no duh, right? People go abroad, but it's like it has to be. That's something that you have to like. Um, I feel like facilitate. And that fosters a certain growth in someone that they want to keep experiencing different things, right? Exactly. And, and so you, like you say, you get that from from studying abroad. But like you said when you're home, wherever home is, whether you know Philly, New York, wherever anyone's located, sometimes you like being in that because that's you, it's comfortable and it's right. you know it could be very uh, predictable in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Right. And so exactly. and there's nothing wrong with that. that, that you know, it's not, I'm not saying like to throw shade or it's like, no, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want something that's right. predictable and around people that you know and people are like you and similar to you, there's nothing right. wrong with that. But like you said, there's some times in life or when you go through experiences like you have, Lacey, it's like, yo, I want to keep seeing different. You know right. Exactly. Yeah. And so exactly. I, I think that's really cool. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. You get to the Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think I think that's, that's a really cool thing. So now let's, let's fast forward now into your first. Because again, we're gonna hit, we're gonna hit on all five continents and mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna go around the world <laughs> with Lacey mm-hmm. here. Um, mm-hmm. So, when did you go? Where was the first place you moved to abroad? Which continent and country? That was Europe. So that was Paris. Okay, right. That study, oh, okay, that, that's the, the study abroad experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, got it. And then once you were there, how long did you study abroad there? I was there for four months. Okay, four months. Okay. And then where was the second place you went to to live abroad then? Ghana, West Africa. Okay. And where was this point in your life? This was actually right when I graduated. So actually when I oh, left school, wow. so I came back to New York and I graduated. And the same year, was it before 9-11? I graduated in 2000. Um, okay. Was it before? That's I before, that's before 9-11. Yeah, it's, yeah, so yeah, actually, you know, here's a, here's a deep part. The deep part was, it was actually my flight was for 9 11. What? In the evening, though. In the evening. Wow. In the evening. That's still crazy, so though. So, I, I, I said again? That's still crazy, though. Like, it was booked for that day. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I had my people coming up from Philly. They were going to see me off at the airport at JFK. You know what I mean? And so, mm. in the morning, that all that happened, like, all wow. that was canceled. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. so, so 9 11 was my actual ticket to go to Ghana. So, I actually left uh, two weeks later, I think the 24th, I think it was. Um, or a week and a half later, mm-hmm. 24th of September. So anyway, so this was that year, 2001. Okay, so you went, and what took you, I mean, what took you there? I mean, that's just like, all right, you went to Paris for four months, and they're like, all right, now mm-hmm. I'm going I'm going to West Africa, I'm going to Ghana. And by the way, what did you study mm-hmm. again? I'm sorry if I didn't catch that. I actually studied films. I was a creative oh. my whole life. I was, oh, I was wow. A, I went to high school, I went to high school for theater arts, drama, like my whole Life has been creative. Okay, that's <laughs> and then amazing. I went to NYU from I went to Tish. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's amazing. Uh, I mean, obviously a great school. So congrats on that. <laughs> um, so Thank so you me. went to Ghana. Why why Ghana? I was invited to go to Ghana, oh. and I was actually working on a project. So I was teaching there, and um, I had a friend that I met at NYU who invited me to come, and I stayed with his family. Ah, how long? So was I, yeah, I actually taught there, and I actually uh, worked on the project. But go ahead. How, how long were you living in Ghana for? I think it was in five months. Five months in Ghana. Okay, so you were in five months working, and and again, obviously, like you know, you're you're there for these these uh, because again, that's five months is not two weeks, right? It's not a vacation; it's a project. That's obviously a long term right. stay. You're going somewhere for. Five months, isn't that? <laughs> so, right. all right. So, we're, we're, tell me about like. So, you were excited to start this project, and 
And like, what what do you think about? Was that your first time on the continent? What, what were your thoughts before you even had this adventure? Was, that, thank you for that question. It was, that was not the first time on the continent. The first time on the continent was um, from Paris. I went to, I went to Dakar, mm. Senegal. Okay. So I that was a trip though. That I didn't live there. I was a trip for like two weeks. So I was actually spring break. It was spring break when I was in <laughs> Paris. So when I left Paris uh, for spring break, I went to Dakar for two weeks. That was the first time on the continent. And then Ghana was the second time on the continent. Okay, okay. So you already had a little, a little bit of, a, of experience of being there. So tell me about what, what it was like being in Ghana, because, uh, you know, obviously not every country is the same, obviously in Africa. No. So what was it like being in Ghana for you and doing this project? Well, first of all, the love was real. So I had a lot of love coming from, like, the, I was working at an um, institute, and they were, like, really, really just sweet and beautiful and amazing and excited for me to be there. Um, this is pre-internet, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> So, you know, we didn't have YouTube to look at videos and see how it was trying to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have Instagram and TikTok. It was none of that. It was just like, go there and fill it out. We'll see what happens. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, so, right. So, um, so um, the love from the Institute was amazing. That was number one. Number two, I had went with, again, someone I knew from uh, my school. And his family was really supportive and loving. So I felt embraced. I definitely felt embraced. Um, I mean, being on the continent was so many different layers to how I felt. Now, I had already done the crying, you know, the crying and like the opening up and the like remembering and the reminisce, the, the, the women, not reminiscing, the, um, the understanding of my history. Mm. And so that was a whole different way to like, process being on the continent mm. and then i just you know it would be the castle which is the castle like the door of no return and like you know all of those those markers that indicated the history you know what i mean that before we left the continent and how we got to the states you know what i mean right so so it was it was spiritual it was emotional um it was fun i had, a, I had my birthday party <laughs> my birthday happened to land in those five months so i had my birthday party on the beach and all my friends family came um, you know, and people that I met came. It was it was a lot of love. Now right. the other part though that was challenging for me is the effects of imperialism and colonialism on my people on the continent. Mm. And that was very, very, very heartbreaking. So that was hard for me to deal with. Right, right, right. Like, and, and, and I'm sure. Again, obviously, I, I can't for people that I've spoken to that have been to to the continent. That's mostly like what they do is like kind of like a spiritual uh, reawakening right. of sorts, right? To like see, like you said, the history of Black folks. You know, back right. on the other on the other side of the world, um, and mm-hmm. I just want to ask you because again, you went there for a project, and mm-hmm. so how do you how did you balance it again? It's not like you're there for like two years. So how do you balance? Like you said, you had a birthday party and stuff like that. How do you balance? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm here for a project, right? I know this is the time I'm going to be here, but I also want to, you know, you said learn about the culture I'm going to be in. Um, obviously, I got to do this work, and you know, how do you balance all those things in that? Because again, it seems like a long time, but it, it probably goes by so fast. It does, but it was my project. So I, was, ah. I, I took the phone for it. Oh, so it wasn't like, you know, you okay. know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like a nine to five. I was doing a film project there. Mm. And, and what was, was the film project? And my, it was about um, it was about sexuality, <laughs> black sexuality around the world. Ah, okay. Very, yeah, so I was doing that. I was doing that. Uh, we still have archives from that. But then I was also teaching, and my teaching was once or twice a week. So that was like what two hours out the day, right? Well, what were you and teaching? I was, I was teaching film at the film. Ah, film oh, oh, okay, mm-hmm. got you, got you, got you. Film and theater, yeah, and um, and acting. So I was teaching um that at the institute. It was like again, twice, two times a week, you know, for two hours. So so again, I had like 
you know, when I shot certain interviews, that was it. Then I had like leisure time, but I was in the community already. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? I was with the association with the with I was with the I was associated with the uh, institute, but I was also associated with my friend that had his family there. Right, right. That's so, so cool. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so cool because you're creative and here you are like, because it has to be different being in a space when you go abroad, whether you're visiting or even going, like I said, going for these projects. Like I said, you're going in from a different lens, right? You're there for a, 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 a specific purpose, right? To get, like you said, mm-hmm. these, these interviews, these shots or to, to make this project come to life for yourself. But at the same time, you also experience it on a personal level. So I guess that's my question to you as a creative. How do you separate or is there a separation between the creative process of what you're there for and the personal. Um, I mean, it's it's all to get. I mean, it's like the intention of being there. So this is like a maybe a harmony between the two, I guess. Mm. Like it's one thing if I was like there, you know, working for the post office. I'm just giving an example. Right, and right, there's right. No, I mean, the post office on my calendar, but like, they don't have. <laughs> I understand post office like that, but well, like, my point is like you know, it's one thing if I'm working for the post office, and then like after that experience i'm actually you know trying to find my way around the culture like i'm already in the culture because the project is the culture the you know what i mean i'm, I'm right. teaching a class i have a friend that's from my school we are you know what I mean? so we're already kind of intertwined mm-hmm. so i don't know if they're, to me it's all together mm-hmm. it's like it's like the, the intention got you got you got you okay that's i mean that's, that's really cool and again you, you you mentioned this other point which i think is so true i think people that probably listen to this podcast uh again all ages listen to my podcast but for me obviously i can't relate to a time where i was abroad and i didn't figure out and i couldn't find information about a country you know what i mean like mm-hmm. <laughs> i started traveling really in 2013 you know what i mean 2014 mm-hmm. i started like really traveling my own and of course back mm-hmm. then there was the information on youtube or whatever the case may be like you said you were traveling like you said in the early 2000s right mid 2000s where that you said mm-hmm. youtube wasn't around until like 20 2006 Right, right. There's no YouTube, right? Right. So that, that had to be a, a lot more difficult. Okay. So now you're in Ghana. You went. To, you went to Ghana. You, you you and your project was a success. I'm assuming. Still, it's still a project. Ah, interesting. <laughs> shot, we we still we shot we shot a lot of stuff. We shot some stuff, and technically you could probably do one version of that. But that project ended up being that was you know a long time ago. Right. So that project ended up being something that we kind of shelved for a minute. <laughs> for okay. a while okay. um, but we did shoot a lot of interviews and et cetera et cetera so. okay that, that's I mean like you said you still got to got to get that at least off the ground okay so now you're in Ghana you, you're there for five months at what point did you know during that oh I'm going here next or like do you were you going intermittently between the states it, and abroad yeah it was intermittently so I went back I went, I went back to the states okay okay and, and what were you I doing in the states I started my company for Sanctuary. Uh, that's what that's what she said. Yeah, okay. tell, tell us a little bit about that because I was reading about it. It sounds very, very interesting. Tell us a little bit about that. So it was started, so again, my background again was media, film, theater, you know, creativity. And like when I was young, I had a fire and a passion to see. I saw how powerful media was, specifically to my people. Mm. You know, black, brown, black, you know, in my community, mm. let me say that. Right. And it was to me, I wanted to make an impact in that way. Like I really wanted to like you know, I didn't understand the way to take at that time again around making an impact in the industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't know I didn't understand any of that. You know, I was a child, and they don't tell you that stuff. They tell you, you know, oh yeah, you know, come to this blah blah blah. So, but there's no regrets. The point I'm making is, I started my company because I had the media background, I had the creative background, I understood, you know, the power and the impact of creativity and media, and so I wanted to actually use, um, you know 
the aware the, I wanted to have media literacy for communities that just have no idea how they're being influenced by media. Mm. And that was really, it was specifically focused around girls because specifically at that time, I mean, even today, it's still chaos and confusion, but at that time, it was about, you know, the whole culture of hip hop being, you know, you know, verbally, in a sense, assaulting women. Mm-hmm. Um, be ho, all that, you know, and that was like, at that time, that was the, we, the, we, had, we had little Kim that came to the forefront and everybody's like up in arms about her. And then she has now babies. She has children now, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally, like in the industry. But at that time, you know, like little, I lo- personally, I loved little Kim at the time because I was like of that era. But then it became like, now this is the culture of hip hop. You know, it's, it's okay to you know degrade women. It's okay to talk about drugs and alcohol. And I understood the power of that. So I wanted to help young women understand how to see it for what it is, and to not get caught up as if that thing is the cool thing to do or be. Mm, mm, that's powerful stuff. I mean, it, it's it, it's so interesting hearing from your perspective because again, I mean, everyone talks about the media, right? When you're when you're hanging out with friends, everyone's talking about the media, but it's very seldom that you're talking. To, I mean, for me at least in my circles, obviously your circles is different, but it's very seldom when you have these conversations. You're talking to, with someone that's actually in media. You know what I'm Mm-hmm. So it's really mm-hmm. cool he- hearing, and obviously we could probably talk more offline about this, but I'll be very in- intrigued and interested in, in actually in someone's perspective that's in media about like well, their perception of media. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like you said, media mm-hmm. rules the world. Like you said, it, it, our perceptions, the way we you know, take in information, our mm-hmm. own opinions are formed obviously through media, which is a whole mm-hmm. other tangent. But I think it's so mm-hmm. interesting to hear, again, you want to like you have, you said your people, your community have that media literacy see like, yo, you're getting influenced. Because, I mean, we're all influenced yep. in some way or another, right? So it's like, yep. you're being influenced this way. As long as you're aware of how you're getting influenced, but you're being influenced. So that's a very, that's that's very interesting. All right, Sister, Sister Sanctuary. Um, mm-hmm. And so so you start you started your company. And obviously, you, you start this company and, you know, through the media literacy, as you mentioned, you know, and you talked about your community, which I think is important to mention. How did you find community elsewhere and now we're gonna i want to segue into that the third place you went to abroad right because i know you did that you said you were in community in ghana obviously you had your experience in, in paris and france now getting into the third country how did that happen and where did you go uh, the third continent uh, I yes know, right, the continent between, there we go yes yeah, right europe africa third in, continent here we go <laughs> yeah yes i did um in between though there was like visits now keep in mind the idea mm-hmm. is living Right. And the way I define I define living is obviously being there. You're not a vac- you're not on vacation. Right. You're not just stopping in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Having taking a skimmer from top. Like you're like having to coexist with people mm-hmm. and make decisions in the location. And sometimes find a lease. And you know what I mean? Depends right. on uh, <laughs> depending on various things. But the living to me is more, you know, of an anchored experience as opposed mm-hmm. to just being kind of like I'm get, I'm skimming from the top. What I would call now, you know, Instagrammable moments. Like okay, mm-hmm. I'm doing this for Instagram. You know, no shade. People can enjoy themselves and do Instagram. <laughs> oh, like, no, I'm not being shady. I'm yeah, just saying yeah. that that that's kind of the way that people experience places. Of it's course. an Instagramable moment. You know what I mean? Right. I want to show you the shot of me drinking this tequila mm-hmm. or me drinking this mm-hmm. pina colada on the beach as opposed to I got to really talk to the people who live here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I influence them and they influence me. And I want them to, and I want to learn from them. So to answer your question, you said, what was the next place I want? Let me see. From that, so I was... I was Wait, can you pause right there, though? Because you said such a okay. huge thing that I feel like it okay. needs to be unpacked okay. a little bit. Because like you okay. said, living could mean... Could, could, what is, living could mean 
many things to many people, right? Like you said, living is that, do you have a lease, right? Living is you have to be somewhere a year. But like you said, I think living that part of this, you said an anchored experience, because it was. You had a project that you had to do where you had to, like you said, talk to people, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm here to, again, this might sound shady, but I'm here to like find myself and go to this, you know, I don't know, retreat or whatever. And that's fine for people that mm-hmm. do that. But it's like you yeah. had to go out to the community in order to get your right. project off the ground. It wasn't like right. it might have been some soul searching, but it had to be social, right? It had to be in community right. with others. Right. And I think right. that's a huge part, like you said. And I'll, th- I'll be the one to throw shade on. You don't got to do it. But because I'm guilty <laughs> of it, too, when it comes to like the Instagram or something. And you said that's the way that's the world we live in. Right. But like right. you said, there right. has to be a part whether you're living somewhere, especially living abroad in particular, because people could also be in that mindset, too. When you live in abroad, people just want I just want the experience. But you don't want right. community and you don't want community with right. people that are from there. And I have a huge issue with that. And I'm sure right. there was moments where I was guilty of that too, being very e- right. exclusive, you know, with the expat bubbles or whatever the case may be. But to live right. somewhere and I think to at least have a, a, to be better for it, you have to be in community with the people that are there. And I think coexist. you can, yeah, coexist. coexist. I love that. Coexist, right? Mm-hmm. Coexist mm-hmm. and be, be in community. And I feel like the only way you do that, right, is obviously being with those people. And in mm-hmm. your, obviously in your five months, because of your project and because you said it was purposeful, you had no mm-hmm. choice but to do that. <laughs> so I think it's really mm-hmm. cool the way you frame that. I just wanted to, to make note of that. I think it's very important um, to say. But yeah, sorry, going into your third thank continent, you. third country. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so next was, let me try to think. What was next? Was Thailand next? I can't remember. I'm losing my timeline, but I'm just going to go with Thailand right now. So I'm going to go with Thailand. No, because I could go, it's Thailand. It was Colombia. So I did I think Colombia was no. Okay, here's the thing about Thailand. Thailand, I actually went there to visit. I was there for two weeks. Then I went there for three weeks the next year. Then I went there for three months. Then I went there for uh, a year. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so, but now inter- between Thailand was Colombia. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So, so, I don't know. So, we can go with Colombia next. Yeah, let's go with Colombia. Okay. Let's go to South America. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. All right. That's pretty cool. So, I went to Colombia. I went, why did I go to Colombia? Um, this, again, it just to me, it, I didn't really, I, I just wanted to go. It's just like, okay, yeah, when mm-hmm. I'm, I was in Philly and... Now, was I in LA? Because I was in LA at one point. That's what I'm saying. I, I've been a lot of places. But <laughs> I had moved. I was in LA, in between. It was LA. Then I went to Columbia after that. So okay. LA is not a country. I mean, a continent. But I'm saying that because there were a lot of things that happened intermittently between mm. going to these places. Gotcha. Um, but Columbia, I went because I just wanted to. Um, I wanted to see how it was. And at this point, I basically, I think I had written, that I write? Somebody had a solo play called Phenomenal Everywhere about my life around mm. the world. Awesome. And and I'm trying to think, did I, have, did I write? Yeah, I had written it. I hadn't performed it yet, but I had written the, the play. And that was like, you know, I want to be able to tell the story. And so I went to Columbia to get more value, more experience, more things to talk about, more things to share. And that's what I did. So mm-hmm. I went there. It was like, you know, so I guess you could say it was a project, but it was like I was like living there, just being there to kind of feel it. Mm-hmm. And then whatever I felt, I would write or whatever I would, you know what I'm saying, to kind of right. add to my story. But and that's I, what I've been doing. But, but how long were you in Columbia for? I was there for five months. Right. Another five. I, I love. I love how, like you said, even with any trip that you've mentioned thus far, there was always there's always, there's always been a purpose behind it. Though you said you said you went to the web, but then you were trying to get inspiration. Like Columbia was your muse, right? Like for this play that you were cultivating. Right, but I wasn't. But after why I left. 
actually left early because I was gonna be there for a while. Mm. But I left earlier because I actually planned to be there for like a year at least. Mm. But I left early. That's why I was only like five months. I left early because I wasn't really inspired. Ah, interesting. Okay, you weren't inspired. And why do you think that was? Do you ever th- think back in terms of why you weren't inspired? I, yeah, so so at that time, now people have gone to Columbia a lot more. Again, things have changed since I started, but like, <laughs> right. but, but people have gone a lot more. But at that time, like, um, it first of all, I was what, that time, what year was this, by the way? And where specifically in Columbia? Uh, well, I think it's fifteen or sixteen. Twenty six. Okay, and where in Columbia did you go? A Medellin. Oh, Medellin. Okay. So I see. I don't kind of. I'm a fucking huge foodie. And see, that's part of the culture. <laughs> see, that to me is a part of art and culture. That's part of, like, you know, the inspiration of the food, right? Right. And after a while, the food just didn't do it for me. It really, I don't think it ever really did. I think I had a misconception of, like, you know, you think, okay, in a Latin country or somewhere, they're going to get that spice divide. It just didn't give me flavor. Mm. It just didn't give me flavor. And they were very, very, that's one of the things, one of the reasons, but they were very, very meat-centric. And I'm not, I'm mm. not, I'm not, I wasn't meat yeah. either. So it was like... I kept eating a lot of like cheese, and that wasn't good either. <laughs> you know I, mean? I, kept, I kept eating cheese. Right. Yeah, I found some things that I loved there. Don't get me wrong. Right. I right. did find some stuff that I loved there, but after a while, from an artistic, and I was in love with Thailand then too. Mm. I was literally in love with Thailand, like literally. Mm. This is an interesting thing. The way I kind of do it, I, 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 I like I like to, you know, um, I look at this dynamic with these countries as relationships because they are. Like, you know, when you experience, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you might date someone, you might flirt with someone, you might, you know, date with them for a while. You may be thinking, wow, I can really marry this person. You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, wow, <laughs> it's so date. true. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, whoa. Like, this I've is never deep. thought like, of it like that. So you just said yes. it is so freaking true. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's how it is. So to me, it's like that. So to me, I didn't get any stimuli. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. Oh my goodness! It's so, yeah. so that's such a great way of putting it. It really is. When you're when you're somewhere, you're trying to see. Oh, is this gonna work out? Let's yep. give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. Let's let let's, let's see, see where, where mm-hmm. I can go. Let's see. Or is yep. it this place? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. All right. So exactly. so Columbia wasn't it? What wasn't your your soulmate? Wasn't meant to be. <laughs> No, it was not my thing. So I rolled down. I was like, you know, thank you for the mo- And now, let me just say this. See, this is what I'm saying about, that's what I always say about expat experiences and also mm-hmm. travel experiences. Like, right. what is your intention, right? Mm-hmm. So, so everybody has different kinds of intentions. Mm-hmm. Some people have intentions, you know, to go and just enjoy the place and kind of like, you know, find, I mean, some a lot of the passport bro thing. That's one level, that's one level <laughs> right? There's another level. And for those that don't know, for, for those that don't know, passport bro. Is uh, another word I guess you could say is people that are like sex tourists. I guess you could say. I mean, basically, basically, yeah, basically. just people that are just looking around to get you know get laid uh, in different as many countries as they can. That's what a passport bro is known as in the travel world. <laughs> Yeah, and it's transactional. So even if you, yes. if you have a relationship, right. the reason why they really are tied into you is because you actually have resources. Right. And, you know, Colombia is a place that, you know, wants needs resources and wants resources and physically people there. So if you're coming there with American dollars and you actually have American dollars to actually spend, it's transactional. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even if you have a long-term sex relationship, right. it's transactional. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So my point is people have different intentions mm-hmm. on traveling. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is that for me, that was my intention, but people, you know, they may travel for wellness and peace of mind. And I will say that Columbia has value for those, depending on what you want. Some people are looking for places to live outside of the United States mm-hmm. that are peaceful and more laid back and right, chill and right. you know what I mean? And expensive, blah, blah, blah. So, like, 
it can check boxes depending on what you want. But mm. for me, as a creative, I know what it is that I desire. And so mm. that was not giving me it. Yeah. And I love you said that. In, intention is, I mean, that's that's the key, right? Is your intentions wherever you, like, in relationships, <laughs> in your relationships with countries, you got to you gotta be intentional, right? If you if you want to get something out of it. And it said it. And you found out that you're like, all right, this ain't doing it for me, so I got to go. All right. So then right. you leave. <laughs> then you leave Colombia. But then you said you were intermittently between all these different places. So I know I know the timeline is probably tricky to, to narrow down. But then you went to Thailand for a year. And when you went to Thailand for a year, was that after Colombia when you did that year in Thailand? Yes. Okay. After. I, I told that I went before. I went to Colombia before. Right. I went to Thailand before. But then right. this is when I lived in Thailand. Yes. Right. All right. Awesome. So so let's talk about <laughs> when you were leaving Colombia. What was it about before we talk about the year in Thailand? Because now we've already hit. For those who are listening, hope you keep track. Because she's been she's been everywhere. <laughs> she's been yes. around. So you, you did you, you did Europe, right? You did Europe. You did you mm-hmm. did Ghana. You did Africa. Then you go you mm-hmm. do Colombia and South mm-hmm. America. And you mm-hmm. already were in Asia, but now you're like, I want to go to Asia. I, I mm-hmm. want to go there. What was it about mm-hmm. Thailand, I guess, you know, Asia in general, and I guess Thailand specifically, that was calling a name that you wanted to live there? Mm-hmm. Thank you for that question. Thailand changed my life. So mm. here's how. Um, I mean, every place changed me. And, and this is what I can talk about on my show and my stories, and I'm everywhere. Um, but Thailand, so I told you I went there to visit a couple of times first. And it's right. like every, it was every year. And it became like, out. this sounds deep. This is the closest way I have for it. It wasn't this dramatic, but almost as dramatic. But it felt like an addiction. And I want to say that's the that's the dramatic word, you know what I'm saying? But like it was like a like a strong calling or I mean listen, you could be that way in relationships too, right? You could be codependent on somebody. (laughs) Right, exactly. Like it was giving it to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. You know what I mean? Like the first time I went, I said, Oh my God, like yes. You know how you you meet somebody like, yes, oh my God. Right, right, right. Exactly. what Thailand did for me like the first two weeks I went now here's the thing it changed my life because now we're in a Buddhist country so now, for every place that I've gone, for the most part, you know, like religion is the same. Like you got Catholic, right? You mm-hmm. got Christian, mm-hmm. and these are places that I've experienced. But this was the first time that I had went to a Buddhist country, mm. and the frequency was different. Mm. And so, I well, why it changed my life was because I had always, uh, I always felt like I was being in America. There's always again that aggression, but also that fight or that like resistance to some mm. of the BS that you get, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had that stance of resistance oftentimes, even with the work that I did, right? Like mm-hmm. this is BS, y'all. Like don't succumb to what they're telling you in this music. Like you have greater value than just booty popping all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the whole like message of the time, right? Right. So so that would be like that's that's resistance. Because everybody else is like, yeah, booty pop, booty pop, drop, drop, drop. I mean mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Everybody's doing that. So right. So when I went to Thailand, I didn't feel resistance. It was like I surrendered to the feeling of being in Thailand. And that surrender changed my life because I never felt like I could just be. If you are in resistance in America to things that you see, specifically being a black person, and then I go to Thailand, I feel like, well, there's no resistance. I don't have to fight anything here. Mm. That's, that's what changed my life. That's very, that's a very powerful statement right there. Just to be, 
Um, right. Like you said, uh, shout out to Common. I love Common. Conscious Hip Hop Artist has an album B, great album. But <laughs> but no, I mm-hmm. mean it's it's so it's so true. Like you said, like mm-hmm. that, that that resistance, that that battle that you that you have to mm-hmm. fight, and that you, you mm-hmm. it could be internal and external, right? Both. Yes. And yes. so to to feel to not have to feel that resistance and just like I'm here, mm-hmm. I'm present, mm-hmm. I could just mm-hmm. be. In a space, mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's just what it is. And like a relationship, mm-hmm. if someone just lets mm-hmm. you be, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's deep. Y'all get it already. You get it already. I'm, I'm, a, I'm on your wavelength now. I'm on your wavelength now. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, that's exactly right. It's like, there was no struggle. There was no fight. We're not arguing. You right. know what I'm saying? It's just it's love. Just, all peace and love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You get it. You get That's it. so. I mean, but it's also. I'm trying to again from the lens that I think your your experience is very interesting. Again, from the lens of a creative. So talk about. You said personally, but talk about the creative lens. What is it like to to be in a space, both you know, on the inside, but on the outside, your environment to be. Mm-hmm. What does that What does that do for the creative process? Mm-hmm. So wow. Whew. So I so I I gave birth to my show in Thailand. Mm. I gave birth to my show in Thailand. I actually put it on stage. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. First first black story in Thailand, the whole country. Wow. Um, Say that again. Say that again. People can hear it in the back. Say that again. (laughs) In the back. I was the first black story in the whole country of Thailand. The other people who were trying to bring, I mean, of course you got movies that came to Thailand, but in terms of like, you know, theater and Mm -hmm. whatever. Right. Because the the theater that really went on primarily was in Bangkok. And basically Bangkok, which is, you know, just a teeming city of a lot of art and culture from a lot of different experiences, but it's just overwhelming for me. I actually live in Chiang Mai, but... Um, a lot of people, the, the, the directors that even thought to bring black story to theater or to stage, you know, were thinking about stuff like Miss Drop Miss Daisy. So they ain't gonna work. Oh, for me. wow, Jesus, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because they, because what's there, because at that time, this is like what. Was it 16? So I left because I left okay. 12 years old time. I was like 16. So at that time, again, rare. It was a rare thing mm-hmm. for a lot of black people to be in Thailand. That right. was a hot popping thing. But at that time, again, internet was popping, but nobody was really rocking, going to Thailand like that. Like mm-hmm. literally, they, like, I, it was, I could, the first year I went, I could probably count on one hand, no, probably on two hands, the circles of black people, they were there teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, what, what have you. But anyway, here's what, the point I'm making is, the the majority of people that actually would see theater, English speaking theater, would be sometimes that spoke English, but majority of people that are there are white expats. Mm. So if they were going to bring a black story to the stage, who would what was or would they felt made made sense? And so the, the director who's in Thailand in Bangkok, he thought he was going to bring Charles and Stacey. I'm like, ooh, that ain't where I'm vibing you right, know what i'm saying right, right, so right. long story short so i put my sh- show so that so that was i gave birth to my show in thailand because i was in love with thailand and, mm-hmm. and you talk about inspiration on the outside i mean why well the food is just like it was to me was at that point the best food in the whole world at that point i got another place i'll talk about that later um <laughs> but the food was just like stimulating the right. you know the people the kindness of the people the my uh, my willingness or the fact that i could just be um they people want to know where I was from, you know. People, you know, smiles, kindness like that to me is inspiration. Kindness is inspiration right. in a relationship, it's inspiration, right, right. right? You know what I mean? <laughs> right? I love, so, I love, I love where we're going. That's the theme of this episode living abroad is like being in a relationship with a country. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's, yeah. that's the concept, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. 
I so, love it. So that's the short, in short, like, I mean, there's so many angles specifically mm-hmm. about what, but in short, right. the I loved it so much. I, again, I gave birth to my show in, um, in Thailand. And that's I amazing. went back year, uh, actually two years after that and did my show every year in, in Thailand. Wow. And what's the name of the show um, again? Phenomenal Everywhere. And wh- where can we see this? So right now, Phenomenal Everywhere now is a living story. So ultimately mm. I have, um, I'm on Substack where I actually write weekly about the many different experiences I've had around the world. Ah. So I have, I have millions of stories to tell. Right. And what was it, well, I, could, I, I believe it. And what was the reception? <laughs> what was the reception of your, of your play there? Oh, I think it was powerful. I mean, yeah. I mean, first of all, at that time, it was about me doing it because I was like giving birth to the story. Right, so I was like, right. I don't care. Like, I don't care what you think. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But getting a standing ovation was like, oh, wow. so y'all feeling it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's great. Wow. Because I had to, I mean, I had to put my whole heart on stage. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. You, you can't, you just, I'm not just like, you know, oh, I had a, a pina colada, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I live in the family's apartment. No. Right, right, this is my right. whole heart on stage. You right. know what I mean? So that's that, crazy. That, I can't you know, even... I can't even think of that. I can't. Even, I can't even think of. You mentioned you being from Philly. You have this spirit. Of, would you ever? Would you have ever thought that you would be on stage in Thailand performing the first Hell. black theatrical performance? In the Hell no. That no. is no. wild. But that's powerful though, because that's intention. That's intentionality right there, right? Yeah. And, and what you did in other places that set you up for this greater relationship with. Thailand. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was- you know, it was, I'm going to take you back a little bit real quick for so yeah. deep because it's probably, yes, we have a, what I was thought about that. No, but let me just say this to you. Mm-hmm. The, another key, all this is in my story. So, you know, you, this, these are like key moments in my, mm-hmm. in my real life story, but also the story that I'm, that I, I'm writing and wrote. It's, right. There's a completion version of it, but this, there's more to tell. So I'm writing that right, as a right. living story. But um, when I was eight, so we had the four-year-old, right? We talked about the four-year-old, you know, mm-hmm. saying, I can't wait for my father to go this by myself. And then we had the eight-year-old, my aunt's boyfriend's sister. So they weren't married. So my aunt's boyfriend's sister. They were close though. Um, she said that she wanted to go to Hawaii to study abroad or to, I think, study to be a doctor. That was her whole intention. And I was sitting on the floor coloring, I think, minding my business. And I didn't know where Hawaii was. But I said, I know I'm going. The way it sounded, you know what I mean? Right. I hadn't gone anywhere prior to that point. But <laughs> when she said, I want to actually go to Hawaii to study, you know, was it be a resident or have my residency in Hawaii? I'm like, mm. I'm going to Hawaii. In my head, I said that at eight. Mm. So wow. and I did go to Hawaii, of course. But my point is, I've been traveling, yeah. I guess, in, in my head. So to answer your question, you said, you know, the power of attention. Now, like, I didn't know that I would be this global thinking traveling person but something in me maybe early on knew that i had to experience the big world mm, mm, and that mm. the world that i grew up in in north philadelphia during the crack era you know mm, what i'm saying mm. in the crack era when they basically tell you stay in your stay in your lane stay right, in your box right, so you, right. it's like no you know what i mean i gotta wow. see everything you know what i mean that's powerful so, that's powerful stuff and and of course you know that's thailand and the fifth continent i'm assuming is north america of course, I lived in Canada. Right. Oh, you lived in. I was just assuming somewhere in the U.S. You lived in Canada too. Okay. Yes. Where in Canada, Canada do you live? Beautiful city of Montreal. Ah, Quebec. Huh? I lived in Montreal for three years. And that was after. That was after um, Thailand. No, after Thailand was Malaysia. Oh, okay. So you were still in Asia. Okay, but then after. Okay, after Asia, but it was Canada after Asia. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what brought you to to, to Canada? So. Um, People usually ask, well, how are you? How do you choose where you're going to go? And so there's a lot of answers to that. But the short version to that 
uh, question is, I want an artsy place. And I was like, really kind of like, I was in Philly because I went back to Philly. You know what I mean? I go back to Philly touch it. Right. And I was like, okay, um, where am I going? And right. so um, sometimes inspiration comes from different, excuse me, sources. And it was someone that I knew who said, you have to talk about Montreal? And I was like, hmm. And I started researching. Now we have the internet, right? <laughs> now, right. We have, <laughs> now we have YouTube. Now we have all this stuff. Right. And I started researching Montreal. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going. And I thought the train from New York City, well, from Philly to New York, you know, mm, yeah. and I moved to Montreal. And I was in Montreal for wow. three years. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Crazy. And in Montreal, what was, what was that relationship like? <laughs> Oh, I was in love with Montreal. See, Kylie, well, I fell in love with Malaysia after that, but Malaysia was, like, short. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, right. we're not going to really work because it's too. it was too far. Right. Long-distance relationship. <laughs> 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 it was too far. And then, um, then Montreal, I, I wanted to be somewhere close to the mm. East Coast and to the States. I was like, okay, I want to my parents. I think my parents and right, my family. Course, like, All right, well, that would be cool, you know what I mean, for me to be like, and I'm like, wow, it's a train ride up to Montreal. Mm. So I was in love with Montreal. Montreal is amazing. It's amazing. It was my favorite city. Why? Because it's teeming with art and culture. During the spring and summer months, like every single day there's a festival, literally. And it, even in, and even in the winter months, um, their festivals. Like, you know, you know how we kind of shut the world. New York doesn't shut down, but like Philly right. kind of shuts down. Right, right. You know what I mean? And then um, the winter months, they had like festivals, like the Sugar Shack Festival and like the um, um, Nuit Blanche, which is like the White Night, which is like all these amazing artists all 24 hours at night, uh, 24 hours in the day, you know, doing different uh, scenes and things across the whole city. It's amazing. Mm. So like, it was just like teeming art and culture like almost literally every day. And so I was just like, I felt like I was constantly stimulated. Yeah. <laughs> constantly like, right, right. Oh my God, it's something to do. Every time I'm something to do, always excited. Wow. You know what I mean? And then COVID happened. And it broke mm, my heart. Mm, and it nice. broke my heart. And you and you had to leave? Then I left, yes. Oh wow, wow. Okay. So because you didn't stay all of 2020, right? You left in the middle of 2020 or and I moved to Mexico. Okay, right. And now here, you know, then you go to Mexico. So you now you're going south to Central America, and this is where you currently are located. I, I love that that's what we Towards the end of the podcast, we're like, where are you right now? Like, yeah. <laughs> and you are in lo- in Mexico. And what part of Mexico are you for? Are you living in? Central Mexico. Central Mexico. Querétaro. Okay, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and so oh, Querétaro. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So not many people that I know, you know, live uh in Central Mexico that are living abroad. Mm-hmm. So Querétaro. Mm-hmm. We could have done a whole episode of just Querétaro, Mexico, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um you, so you're in Mexico and so what's stimulating you about Mexico right now? Well, Mexico is complete. Even though I'm here, I'm about to leave. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> of course. I mean, why would I say anything different? <laughs> yes, it's, it's about to leave. But Mexico was a journey. You know, I, I actually did about four locations here. Mm. Um, since 2020. So it's been three years. I think right. I did about four locations. Mm. Um and initially, it was like, okay, let me just go to Mexico, figure out what we're going to do with COVID, mm-hmm. and what the world's going to do with COVID, and then I'm going to go back to Montreal. Mm. But, but I realized that um, I'm in love. I, I love Montreal, but I think I, I, I kind of moved on. Mm. <laughs> There's too much space and time. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, and. I, it's, it's, there's other things to see. I may go back, we'll see, but to me, I'm, I realize that I can't do the winter. It's too cold. It's way too cold. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what are you up to next? Um, the continent again. 
Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to the continent again, and um, I was in West Africa. I haven't done South or East, so it's either South or East. Mm. But I'm wow. basically, you know, going to see what I, where I want to be more long term. But more, more, more than likely, it might be East. Wow. I mean, Lacey, we could talk for like three hours. I mean, this just mm-hmm. <laughs> but unfortunately we're at the final uh, segment of the podcast. But I mean, there's just so there's just so much to dissect it. But that's that's for maybe a part two. But <laughs> all right, so this is the final segment of the podcast, Lacey. I do a lightning round question, so I ask you a question. First thing that pops mm-hmm. to your mind, one more response. Sounds good. First thing that pops to my mind, one more response. Yeah, yeah, one more response. First thing that pops to your mind. All right, um, which continent has the best food? I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna go with Africa, and I'm also you said continent. You didn't say yeah. Africa. I said continent. I just said continent. Yeah, because we I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Africa. And I'm gonna go with Asia. Oh, so you said you said you said Africa first, then Asia. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go equal. That's oh, equal. equal. Okay, point, okay, point equal. Five, okay. <laughs> Be <Being laughs> diplomatic. Okay, I see. I see how this <laughs> go. Okay, okay. So Africa and Asia for you. Equally good, good food. Which is the place with the most? Uh, which continent has the most? With the food that wasn't 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 doing it for you? Was that South America? Um, yeah, Colombia didn't do it for yeah. me. Um, Mexico. There's certain things that actually one region of Mexico did do it for me. Um, the Yucatan. I love mm. the the food in the Yucatan. Mm. Other food is okay. I mean, like I would give it like solid seven. So I would say <laughs> seven, eight. I'm not in love. Yeah, not in love. It, it, it does it just does a job. Got you. Does a job. Yeah. <laughs> um, which place? I mean, I actually I know the answer is. I would say which place inspired you the most, but that has to be obviously Asia with Thailand. Thailand, right? Yeah, Thailand was, was inspiration, but they're all different parts of inspiration. Right. So, but I'm gonna say I gave birth to my show, so that's all that would be mm-hmm. sacred to me. Right, right, right. Um, which place surprised you the most? Which surprised me. Yeah, which continent surprised you the most? Mm, surprise me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm go with Europe because I learned a lot about the influence that Africa had on Europe. They don't teach you that in school, mm. so I think that surprised me when I found that out. You know, like the you know James Baldwin's walk and the influence of mm. you know of Africa, Africa and Picasso and all these things that they don't teach you. Like I learned that in Europe. Mm, mm, mm. And final, final question. Now, to what in response? The floor is yours. However, you want to, want to answer this question. Um, you lived on five continents, as you know, not many people have done that. So <laughs> you've obviously done a lot of, you know, cr- you're creative. So you've done a lot of these creative processes, uh, mm-hmm. in these different spaces, but mm-hmm. what you, you have this loving story that's still going on. So obviously it's tied mm-hmm. in, it's tied into not just you as a creative, but just you as your own person, right. As Lacey. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so what is Lacey now like after these, all these experiences that you have had and will obviously continue to have. What mm. what is what is what is going on through Lacey's mind moving forward? What does Lacey want? Well, what what are all these things that are going on through your mind? Very rich question. <laughs> I always tap into what they're the more learning. It's always learning. There's always the evolution. There's always growing. Growing. There's always resilience. <laughs> you know. Mm. There's always expansion. There's always maturity in ways that um, I might not have processed before. I'm actually going through an experience right now. Um, 
excuse me, where I'm basically the whole idea of goodbye. That's why I really related to what you said. We shared offline about saying goodbye and your and your journey with saying goodbye to Costa Rica because I'm now about to say goodbye to Mexico. And I'm actually I know that's supposed to be a short answer, but the short the shortest part of this answer is the people. That's the thing that we can't like not neglect is the people have made an impact on me and I've made an impact on them. And that and that saying goodbye can be hard. Very hard. And and it's again it's not a it's not a joke. It's not a, like a moment on Instagram. This is like real life, real people, real hearts, real connection. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that and that that's an evolutionary moment for me because sometimes I don't want to go through that because it's it's challenging. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's challenging. So I'm like, okay, I gotta face it. To honor the relationship, to honor the connection, to honor the experience that we had together, I need to put closure to it and, and be okay with the tears and the feelings of all the stuff that comes with goodbyes. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Lacey. I most definitely did. Um, her experience and journey is incredible. <laughs> I mean, I can't even fathom living on five uh, different continents. And I love the way she described, uh, you know, living, you know, was living abroad, like her definition of that. And I do think it does vary from person to person. Um, like she said, she was in places six months, five months, a year, three years. It varies so much. But at the end of the day, it was all purposeful, which I think is so important. I think that's why she took so much away uh, from the many places she's she's been and lived in. Um, and then, I mean, think about that. She had the first black theatrical production in Thailand. That's crazy and amazing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's not much more to say about that one. I think her words said it, said it all. And also, I just I just love the fact of um, you know she describes the you know the struggles of saying goodbye. You know, like I could that resonated with me obviously a lot being that i just moved back to new york um it, it, it is a struggle saying goodbye um and obviously she said goodbye many times to these different places for for right for various reasons um and so yeah that definitely resonated a lot with me as i'm now living uh back in the states and yeah she just had an incredible journey and it was just great talking to her. Uh, make sure you check out her Substack. I'm going to put it in the description of this episode in the show notes. And yeah, it was just it was just great. I can't wait to see where she's going to next. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very glad uh, Lacey reached out because, again, I was <laughs> I have not reached out to anyone to do an episode uh, yet as I've you know still been transitioning and dealing with some stuff back in New York. And so I'm very grateful that she reached out. But I am planning to be more consistent. I know I said that in the past, but. I'm trying. I'm trying my best, y'all. <laughs> it's a lot right now. But um, but yeah, if you like what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really means a lot to me. I, I read them and it makes me feel good. <laughs> so leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify and any of your favorite streaming platforms. See you next time. This is A Living Color Abroad. Peace.